5, Ephesians 5. Hopefully we'll get back to uh, Sermon on the Mount uh, next week, Lord willing. Continue thinking about uh, thankfulness. And tonight what I want to do is really focus on uh, the subject of godliness and thankfulness and kind of see its connection. Uh, we've talked about, you know, several things in Sunday school and Sunday morning, of course, but uh, not too specific uh, about what we're going to talk about tonight. Just really see that connection uh, between godliness and thankfulness. Um, let's read Ephesians 5 and verse 1 through 7. This is just a really good passage, by the way, for this subject. Um, uh, we I use this quite often uh, sometimes in, in counseling with people. Uh, they're trying to overcome uh, certain sins and how that thankfulness can help them do that. Uh, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, be not partakers with them. Let's pray. Father, help us tonight as we think about this tonight. And um, I pray it be a blessing, encouragement to your people. Uh, may we see how that thankfulness plays a role, Lord, in uh, uh, overcoming uh, sin in our life, overcoming worry, and promoting unity and peace. In Jesus' name, and amen. All right, so I want to focus uh, this evening on the connection between being thankful and being godly or being holy. Uh, to me, this is really one of the best passages in God's Word that really shows really the power of thankfulness and, and in regard to our walk with Jesus and, and being more like Christ. Uh, thankfulness, un, thanklessness uh, is an ungodly trait in itself. Not only does thankfulness help you to be godly, but uh, thanklessness is, is in itself a sin. Thanklessness in itself is an ungodly trait. It is a trait that will become even more prominent, the Scriptures teach, as we come closer to the coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we think about, oh boy, the, the world is getting terrible, the world is getting ungodly, and a lot of times we, we just think of certain sins. Well, unthankful is one of the sins in the list there in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, um, in, where Paul is talking to Timothy where it says, perilous times or dangerous times will come and he gives a long list of things that I think will be prominent and in the midst of that list is unthankful. Uh, it says disobedient to parents. Remember that passage? And then the very next thing he says is unthankful. And, and so as we get closer to coming to the Lord, unthankfulness is going to be something that will uh, be growing in our culture. And that's one of the reasons times are getting so dangerous. 
people are unthankful. I mean, when people are ungrateful, uh, they have that, 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 um, that me attitude, that, that I deserve attitude. Uh, they'll do desperate things, and that makes them dangerous people. Um, an ungrateful heart breeds uh, even more sin. Now, in regard to this passage, I, I want to glean a little from this and, and see this connection between godliness and thankfulness, and we're going to look at a couple more, too. So we won't be real long on each one. But in verses 1 and 2, uh, we are admonished here to be imitators of God as dear children and to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, okay? So be like Jesus, who loved us, gave himself for us. Then in verse 3, we are given a list of sins that we are to avoid, and this should not even be named once among us as, as is fitting for saints. So when we love as Christ loved, then these sins are avoided in our life. Now all of these sins, when you look at them and study them out that are listed, really speak of something of a sexual manner. Uh, I will uh, mean sexually immoral. Uh, fornication is listed there. That word is, a, is a, a broad word, speaks of sexual sin of all sorts. Uh, harlotry, adultery, incest, homosexuality. Um, it's the word for, the word here for fornication is where we get our, it's, it's a root word for where we get our word, English word for pornography. And so it encompasses a lot of sexual sins. Uncleanness that is listed there is another broad word for kind of dirty, immoral behavior, um, especially in a sexual sense. Um, it's the same word in Romans 1.24 uh, where Paul says, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, same word, in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Um, and so context of that passage is sexual sin. Filthiness that's listed there, it's, is, is a lot like unclean. There's not much difference in those words, but it speaks of, of obscenities. You know, um, I don't want to go into detail on these because it's not the, that's not the important part tonight, but I do want to show, show this because I think it's important to show the power of thankfulness. Uh, foolish talking there. Um, this literally means, and when you look it up, it means an easy turn of speech. And so in other words, this foolish talking he's talking about is whenever kind of people just turn any, anything that, that's casual into something sexual, you know, something perverse. And you've heard people that can just turn anything into a perverse joke. That's what that's talking about. Um, coarse jesting just speaks right out coarse sexual humor. Um, so it's with the words, all right? It, it's a joking about it, uh, making uh, jokes about sexual things that, and then and those kind of things. So it, it encompasses a lot. Uh, but most of these words are talking about some sort of sexual uh, immorality, whether physical or with our words. So, now none, none of these sins, he says, are committed by anyone who is seeking to walk in love as Christ walked. So when we walk in love as Christ walked, we don't do these sins. When we are loving as Christ loved, we will not be sexually immoral with our words or actions, often what? Uh, the world calls love, the Lord calls lust or sin. And so there's a connection there between when we walk in love, we don't do these things, but yet sometimes in the name of love, these things are done. Now I want to briefly highlight those sins real quick listed because we are obviously not to walk in because seeing that, uh, of course, we're not walking with Christ when we, we walk in these. Um, but I want to emphasize that the the importance and power of being thankful. 
in this passage. Um, I mean, these are huge sins that we, we, we see, I mean, we might struggle with and fight against, and we see in our culture. These are all sins for us not to do if we're going to walk in love. But also, if we're not going to walk in love, listen, if we're going to walk in love, there's only one thing mentioned here that we are to do. All of these are things not to do. Not to do. Don't, you know, don't do fornication, uncleanness, filthiness, foolish talking, coarse jesting. Don't do these things. Those are all negative. Don't do these things. There's only one thing we're told to do as we walk in love. Only one in this passage. I'm not saying it's the only thing we can do, but there's only one thing here which really shows the power of it, and that is what? Verse 4, giving, but rather, but rather, instead of all these sins, but rather giving of thanks. Doesn't that really, don't you see the power of that? So I, I hope that every time you open Ephesians 5, from now on, rest your life, you open the Word of God, that'll just, that'll just be a slam dunk for you. Boy, being thankful is powerful. Instead of doing all this, be thankful. Instead of fornication and cleanness, filthiness, foolish talking, coarse jesting, be thankful in your actions, be thankful in your words. And so being thankful is, is one way that we can combat the sins that are listed. It's one way we can combat the sins that are listed. If a man is seeking to be thankful for his wife, then he's not going to commit adultery against her. If he's busy buying his wife flowers, he's not going to buy his mistress flowers or another woman flowers, you know. Um, when you're actively trying to show your wife you're thankful for her, uh, then you're not actively cheating on her. Um, and, so, and so a thankful heart goes a long way when we are doing things to, to show we're thankful uh, to God. We're doing things to show we're thankful for one another. It, it has a way of protecting us uh, from sexual immorality. And when, you, when you're thankful for your spouse, uh, you don't have coarse jesting about her with the guys. You know? You're not, you're not showing you're thankful for your spouse if you do those kind of things, involved in those kind of things. Young couples can combat sexual immorality from entering their relationship by regularly bowing their heads together and giving God thanks for their relationship. <laughs> I mean, say, boy, we need to combat sexual immorality in our relationships as young couples. Let me tell you what, bowing your heads together and praying together and giving God thanks for your life and for your blessings, making that a, a practice, that's something that you do regularly, um, it, it's hard to do that, you know, uh, difficult to do that and then, then turn around and sin against God, you know, sexually. Uh, and so thankfulness has, is powerful. Thankfulness combats covetousness and lust. It's difficult to, 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 to mumble and complain, uh, to lust and desire for things you shouldn't when you're focused on being thankful to, to Christ for all that He's done for you and all that He's already given you and what is yet to come. Thankfulness combats covetousness because it is the result of contentment. Um, when we become discontent with our life, we're no longer thankful. When we're not contented and thankful, we lust and covet after that which we think will satisfy us. And so if we are being unholy, if we're being unholy, we are not really being thankful. We're not being thankful for the sacrifice of Christ. You know, he says there in verse 2 that Christ gave himself as an offering, a sacrifice for sins. He, t he lays that foundation. Then he says, you know, but fornication, but fornication, all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you. 
He's saying, Jesus did this for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus loved us. Jesus gave his life as a sweet-selling savor to God, the Father, for us. Don't sin. <laughs> Don't let this sin. So reminding ourselves of the sacrifice of Christ and, and giving God thanks for that sacrifice, I tell you, it, it has a way of keeping you uh, from sin in your life in general. Um, so if we go about our day with thanksgiving for the sacrifice of Jesus because he loved us, it will result in, 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 in thanks living and holiness. Uh, when, we, when we are focused on being thankful, we no doubt will sin much less. And now, not only does thankfulness help us to combat immoral behavior, as this passage, but helps us to combat fear and anxiety. You're probably very familiar with the passage in Philippians chapter 4. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and 7. So thankfulness helps us to combat immoral behavior, uh, but also helps us to combat fear and anxiety. Philippians 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, instead of being anxious, pray and give God thanks. Then let your requests be made known to God. Oftentimes, our, our, we, we take our worry and we just worry it before the Lord, okay? And, and anxious thoughts. And he's saying, okay, take time, pray, give God thanks, and let, then let your requests be made known. Uh, the, the word for anxious is found also in other places. It's found several times in, in Matthew 6. That, that whole passage where, where Jesus is teaching them, uh, therefore do not worry, you know. Uh, that, that whole passage where it says take, or the King James says, you know, take no thought. It, it's, it's the same word, thought there, as is translated um, uh, anxious here in New King James Version. And I can't remember what it is in the King James Version there in uh, What's it say? Be careful. It, it's the same word um, as careful there as, as anxious is in, in the New King James and also uh, in Matthew 6 as it is take no thought. It's, it's all the same, same root word. Um, and so, so to calm your fears, anxieties, and worries, pray. Pray and focus on giving God thanks. It's, it's amazing what that can do when you're filled with worry and fear and anxious thoughts to, to truly, purposely just sit before the Lord and start thanking God for so many things. Yeah, yeah, you may have that one thing that really concerns you, and you can talk about that to the Lord in a little while, okay? Put that off just for a little while. Say, I'm going to talk to the Lord about that one in a little bit and just actively give Pray and start giving him thanks, giving him thanks, giving him thanks for all. Just start thinking about all the things you're thankful for. And then come to that. And I think you'll find that as you pray about that thing, let your request be made known to God, I think you'll find you'll have much more peace about it. Um, that's, a, that's just a good practice there. So remind yourself of, of the goodness of God in your life, and, and it will help you not to worry. Um, give God thanks for today, and you'll be less worried about tomorrow. Um, fear, anxiety, and worry has a way of paralyzing us and keeping us from serving the Lord. And so we, we've got to combat it because fear does paralyze us. Thankfulness not only prevents worry, 
it encourages and empowers us to actively do something, to actively serve the Lord. The most thankful employee is going to be your hardest and most joyful worker. I mean, if you've got a thankful employee, if he's appreciative, I mean, he's going, he's going to show that in the way he works, his attitude at works, and how he works, how well he works. I like what Brian Chappell said. He said, if thankfulness does not move us to serve God, then we do not truly understand who our God is and what he has done in our behalf. Without gratitude for Christ's sacrificial love, our duty will become nothing more than drudgery and our God nothing more than a dissatisfied boss. So not only does thankfulness help us to overcome immoral behavior, it also promotes that peaceful mind. All right, that, that, that relieving of fear and anxiety. So that's, thankfulness is powerful. Third thing, thankfulness promotes not only personal peace of mind, it promotes peace and unity in the body of Christ. Now look in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3. Verse 15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I, I love that. I love that. Let the peace of God rule. Let it have dominion. Let it have power in your hearts, the peace of God. To which also you were called in one body. He's talking to the church. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord in whatever you do, in word or deed. So there's this activity, this service, right? Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So here there's an obvious connection between the peace of God ruling our hearts and then that peace promoting oneness in the body of Christ. Uh, when he says what he does, uh, to which you are called in one body and be thankful. Whenever we are, as a people, individuals are thankful, and we have the peace of God, then that peace and unity that comes uh, to our, between us and the Lord, we bring that into the assembly. And it promotes that in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ here. Uh, if there is disunity in the body of Christ, there could be unthankfulness at the root cause of it. Now, I'm not saying un unthankfulness is the root cause of all disunity. Sometimes somebody's teaching heresy and that's causing disunity. But sometimes disunity is caused by a spirit of ingratitude. Um, I, know, I know I've been in the ministry long enough. I can say this. I've seen this happen. I've turned many conversations that could possibly lead to disunity because people are dissatisfied about certain things. And, and by emphasizing to them at that moment what they, some things they need to be thankful for. I know this may be an issue, but I want you to think about this and this and this. And this is something we need to be thankful for right here. And it, it's actually helped many times. Um, so, so thankfulness keeps us from immoral behavior. Uh, and to help you to overcome present immoral behavior you may be uh, involved in. Thankfulness helps you to overcome fear, worry, and anxiety and gives you peace of mind. Thankfulness helps you to promote a spirit of peace and unity in the body of Christ. And thankfulness will empower you to work for Jesus with joy. And so that's all I have for you tonight.
What do you think about that, huh? Thankful. <laughs> uh, I knew somebody was going to say that. I was trying to give you a little bit of time after a while, after we sing, for if anybody wants to say anything they're thankful for to give you that opportunity. So, um, anyhow, I'm very thankful. I'm thankful tonight for so many things. It, you know, usually at, at, on Thanksgiving, we usually go around the table uh, at our house and people say different things they're thankful for. And, you know, it, it's usually like, it's a lot of the same things usually. You know, we're thankful for God, we're thankful for salvation, we're thankful, you know, for our family, we're thankful for our health, you know, we're thankful just. You know, for all those blessings, I think we're all, I think we're all thankful for those things, you know. Um, and, and, I, and, and maybe we, we pray that a lot in our prayers, and we don't really just really meditate on that, you know, as much as we should. Because those are big things to be thankful for. And, um, and meditate on that. You're talking about thankfulness, you know, helping with, with disunity. Um, you, you know, you can have just a little bit of trouble in your family, but if you just take a little bit of time and you're having those relationship problems, if you just take some time, maybe even before even talking to that person, just to meditate and to be thankful to God for some good things about them in your life or whatever, it can help you with the right frame of mind as you talk to that person. So thankfulness can go a long ways when we just really meditate on it. And I'm thankful for so much, but I'm thankful for our church family for God's grace, our freedoms that we have right now. Um, we, we have so much to be thankful for. Um, do we have any prayer requests tonight or updates on prayer requests?